In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, Los Angeles, and good afternoon, New York. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, your host, and I'm here to talk to you today about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, the achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but good for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. Happiness is a good virus. In short, happiness matters. It comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. With that, I am here today with our wonderful guest, affectionately known as the Kindness Guy. Michael J. Chase is an author, inspirational speaker, and a powerful voice for creating a kinder world. At the age of 37, following a life-changing epiphany, Michael closed a successful photography business to begin the Kindness Center. After gaining extensive media attention for his powerful message, he quickly became a sought-after lecturer and workshop leader throughout the world. He's considered an expert on the subject of kindness. You wouldn't think that kindness would require an expert, but we are going to learn that it does. His simple yet profound teachings explain why kinder living is the ultimate pathway to positive relationships, success, authentic happiness, and global harmony. And before I bring Michael on, I want to tell you that Michael is a friend that came to me through a friend that came to me through a friend. And... um, The world just works in very funny ways, and I know that he's sitting up in Maine where the ground is probably covered in snow, and I have the great fortune this morning to be coming to you live from Sundance, Utah, where I've been working for the last couple of days with my friend Jared Christensen, and I hope he's listening in his office down the hill as I'm sitting in a beautiful cottage looking at the mountains that are covered in snow in front of a crackling fireplace feeling not only... Um, happy and grateful, but just extremely um, filled with um, 
gratitude for the kindness of the people at Sundance and specifically Jared. So without further ado, Michael, are you there from Maine? Hmm. Michael? Hey. Hey, Lisa. there you are. Hey, there you are. <laughs> I lost you for a second. Oh, no. Only, only, only temporarily. I was there the whole time. I was sending you the telepathic wave. Oh, gosh, where is he? <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> Good morning. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Great. Very, very, very good. Uh, thank you very much. It's, uh, it's awesome to be on the show with you. Oh, it is, it is fantastic to be on the show with you and really fantastic um, to reflect upon our journeys, our individual journeys in the last probably six to nine months and how we've come to be here on this show together because you have had an action-packed uh, several months and I'd love for you just to jump right in and talk about the Kindness Center and how you, how you gave birth to this idea. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, this is only an hour show, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the smallest thumbnail sketch possible, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, three, it, it's, uh, it's been three years now uh, since I began the, the Kindness Center. And uh, before that, for 16 years, I was a, a professional photographer, uh, very blessed. I had a wonderful career, owned, uh, owned a portrait studio with my wife. And it's something that I just assumed that I would do for the rest of my life. I, I had no intentions of giving that up. But as much as I, I did love photography, my, my passion was, um, actually I could almost say obsession, was finding the secrets to true happiness in life. Um, because despite the fact that I had, I had all the stuff, you know, I had the, I had the, the business and, and a wonderful wife and son and money and material things. I had everything that people were telling me would make me uh, truly successful in life. Yet on the inside, I, I was honestly, I was, I was a miserable human being. And so I was on this um, uh, very long path of self-discovery reading hundreds of books, uh, going to a lot of inspirational workshops and seminars. And uh, three years ago, I, um, I basically had an, an experience, an awakening a moment, just a, uh, my own epiphany that kindness was the secret to authentic happiness in life. And it was um, through a very unique spiritual teacher in my life where I, I learned this. And uh, I tell that story in my book. After having this uh, this awakening moment that kindness was what I'd been searching for all along, to be kind to myself, to be kind to others, and to be kind to the planet, and that when I was living this way, I mean, it literally, it melted away all of the, the anxiety and the fear and the depression and, and the, the stuff that I was dealing with. I was so inspired after this that, uh, that I, I told everybody around me that I was closing my photography studio and uh, and with the you know my amazing wife she just 100% behind me i said yeah i'm i'm going to go out and teach the world how to adopt kindness as a lifestyle and uh and the kindness center was uh, was born and we're we're 3 years into it and it's just, it's blown my mind i just i just i can't believe how uh how quickly it's taken off, uh, but it's it's shown me how the world is 
so incredibly thirsty for um, for this message and a kinder world. Well, I think that that's the very interesting part of how our both of our work, the happiness work and the kindness work, dovetails into one another. That with the change in the economy, with the change in the sort of the world status, and that hunger for a return to values or um, a longing to live a more satisfying life based on wealth that is separate from materialism. That is where there's sort of a, a, a ripe arena for all of this stuff to flourish. And that's what attracted me to your work, because it, it makes perfect sense. You know, it's not complicated, but yet oftentimes the most simple things become the most difficult to achieve because it requires a little work. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It, you know, I've found that, that simplicity is so powerful in life, and, and I'm the first to admit that I was out there looking for that complex, you know, that big philosophy. I mean, I tried, you know, uh, psychology, philosophy, religion, I mean, just all kinds of different methods, and it came down to basic human kindness. Um, and it's uh, it's just been an amazing way uh, for uh, personally speaking to achieve um, the goals that I had in in personal and spiritual development. But the most surprising thing was that I I found a way to teach it and to share because everybody said kindness. How how are you going to make a career in kindness? And you know how can you pay your bills doing that? And, <laughs> and it's it did seem crazy. It's like it's like how do you do that? Because everybody thinks that, that, you know, being kind is just, it's like being nice. It's just, you know, it's just a, a warm and fuzzy way of being nice. But it's so much more than that. And, you know, and we've been able to present that to uh, audiences, you know, all over the world, whether it's, um, you know, students or in a work environment or in relationships. Kindness broken down has just these beautiful elements to it that, uh, that are very teachable. And with that, you know, we've been able to um, do some some really great stuff in the in the short time that we've been around. Can you speak a little bit to the differences between, you know, quote unquote, niceness versus kindness? And so, for our listeners to really understand the 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 crux of what you're talking about, what it is to truly be kind versus being sort of nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, being nice. I have I have found, and this is from uh, personally speaking, something that I used to do in my. Uh, I'm the first to admit that I had a less than kind past, which which was uh, one of the big reasons, you know, why I am here today. I had so much unkindness in my life uh, that that's. I think that's why kindness was was the big um, the big thing that just you know uh, just opened my heart and made me realize you know, what was important, but. Being nice, in many cases, when we're nice to somebody, often there's there's something hidden in the background. For example, in, in a work environment, I find that people are uh, occasionally very nice to people because they want something in return. And, you know, you know I'm not saying that's in all cases, but in my research and in, in, in talking to other people, they're like, yeah, I admit it. I was a little nicer to you know to Sarah at work today because I knew that I needed her to cover for me next week. So you see what I'm saying? Where kindness is a one-way street. It only goes in one direction. There are no expectations of of 
anything coming back, even though, I mean, you do get amazing rewards from a, a kinder life, and we can talk about that in a bit, um, but, but uh, in many cases, when, when we are nice, we're often expecting something back, where kindness, it just comes straight from the heart, and, I mean, you don't even, you don't even need a thank you. With you know, that, that's, wait, Michael, with that, I'm sorry to, to, to cut you off, but we're going to need to go to a break. And when we come back, I would like to continue this sort of uh, breakdown of the differences between being nice, you know, in quotation marks, and truly being kind. Because I think this is a really, really important talking point that could really benefit our listeners greatly. So, Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, as I look out the windows... Uh, at the snow in the mountains in Utah, we're gonna we're gonna come back in a minute and carry on this conversation. So take a, a kind minute for yourself while we pause. We know that life is tough, and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Part of the grateful good. Join us on Wednesday, November 17th for a discussion with the Grateful Nation team. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairyTaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Well, welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress Cayman coming to you live today. I have the great fortune of speaking to you from the top of the mountain at Sundance, Utah. And I'm here with Michael J. Chase of the Kindness Center. And we were talking before the break about the difference of 
being nice, in quotation marks, and true kindness. So welcome back, Michael. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, um, yeah, we can jump back into that piece um, because I, I think that a, a lot of people, uh, they, they confuse, you know, niceness with, with being kind. And, and I'm not saying that when somebody is nice, I mean, it can, it can be very much from the heart. But kindness seems to have um, more authenticity to it. And um, I, I have found, like, when I, when I started going out and, and doing random acts of kindness for people, like buying somebody a free cup of coffee or, or uh, just whatever it would be, in the beginning, I, I, I just kind of, kind of went from that place of, yeah, I'm just going to be a nice guy. But I found that sometimes people read that and they, they backed off and they were like, like what, why are you doing this? What is this all about? You know, there's a big difference between, it's like flipping from our head to our heart. That's, that's like the greatest battle that human beings will ever endure is, is the ongoing dialogue between the head and the heart. And the head is often, is, is what's wanting to be nice. And as I said earlier, sometimes it's because we think there'll be a reward behind it. But when you're being kind, that that comes from your true nature, from, straight from the heart. That's the most authentic part of you because when we came into this world, that's, we were loving, we were kind, we were peaceful. You know, that's the real you. I mean, that's exactly as we arrived. All of the unkindness and the negativity, and, and those are all that's learned and, and conditioned um, you know, behavior. So... Yeah, it's it's so important to take the heart's perspective, and um, you know when you act, when you think, and uh, and speak and act from your heart, that will come across as as true kindness versus you know just being a little little more nice. Mm. You know, it's sort of tuning in. It's going it's going in to come out. In other words, you know, center, centering yourself inside. So you can go out into the world and show up authentically, show up for life is how I like to refer it in a positive way. And I know that, you know, every inspirational person that I've ever come in contact with has a story, has a journey, a transformational journey that brought them into their joy, that brought them into their their passionate place, which it's very clear that the Kindness Center is that place for you. And I would love it if you'd be willing to share with everybody a little bit about that story, you know, that, that from the darkness to the light that uh, brought you here. Sure. Um, yeah, I, you know, the, the darkness, boy, um, <clears throat> that's a... That's a that's a much longer uh, conversation, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a, a path of unkindness was was something that um, you know I, I experienced uh, a lot of. Um, well, I, I never use the the, the word um, victim, or you know, I, I don't say that there was anything wrong with my past because it's all a blessing, and it's it's all brought me to where I am today. Um, but yeah, I grew up in, a, in an unkind environment. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a family history of, of alcoholism, of uh, a lot of depression, and uh, extreme acts of violence. And so this was a, an energy that I grew up around, and that turned into creating challenges for myself, which translated into that, that depression and put me on that path of, of seeking. 
Um, so that's 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 the early stuff. Um, but you know, challenges and obstacles. I mean, it's it's a part of life, but it's a beautiful part of life. When we're sitting in the middle of it, it doesn't feel so good. Um, but it's amazing when we come through it. All of the blessings that uh, that we see that that grow from these experiences. And with the kindness center, you know, starting this. You know, there have been some major, major challenges, um, financial, emotional. I mean, you know, when I, when I went from a business that was very lucrative and, and the bills were always being paid um, to, as I mentioned earlier, a career in kindness, it's like, how do you pay your bills? How do you? And that created uh, a lot of difficulties and, and major changes in my life. So... Some people, I've had people say, well, when do you quit? You know, I have a dream, and, but I've been trying, and, and, you know, it just doesn't seem to be working. You know, at what point do you think that you just give up and you quit? I don't, I see, I don't even understand that kind of thinking. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been down. I've, I've felt like, you know, what is wrong here? You know, how come I can't pay my bills? And, um, but I'll... You know, I'll qu- I'll quit when I'm dead. You know, I mean, um, there's there's no quitting. I feel such a personal responsibility to the world to to share this message. Um, you know that uh, it, it's something I, I've I've just got to keep moving forward with. When you pursue a dream, you know there will be some hard times. Um, but there's, and this is one of the greatest paths to a kinder life, though. Honestly, the happiest, kindest, most inspiring, passionate people that I meet are the ones that do not settle. These are the people that listen to their heart, and even even though it is tough at times, even though that you know sometimes they scrape by, they feel so energized by what they're doing. So it really saddens me when I when I see many people. They they say, well, I just have to pay the bills, and people will say to me, well, it's it's easy for you to say. <laughs> and what they don't know is that you know I gave up um, a large paycheck, I gave up my home, I gave up my material things. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, it's not always easy, but pursuing your your heart's desire is. It's just the ultimate path in life. And like I said, the happiest people that I meet are the ones that follow their dream and don't just settle with something, with a job that that doesn't inspire them. Well, you know, this reminds me, I had a professor when I was going through graduate school, and Toginet may bleep me out for what I'm about to say, so sorry, Toginet, if I offend you and any of the listeners. But she said in a lecture where there were probably about 180, if not 200 students, talking uh, uh, in a very psychological, uh, psychobabble format, but she popped out of nowhere saying, you know what, I've just decided I don't want to show up for life as a chicken shit. And that's, and that's stuck <laughs> with me, you know, because I, I think this is, this is about, you know, this is the work. It is about, you know, not being chicken shit to engage in life, not being um, frightened to show up and, and live a life that is filled with reward um, emotionally, um, monetarily, because there is nothing shameful about money. And let's just sort of dispel that myth. It's what you do with the money really is the issue. You know, how do you oh, use the resource? 
Absolutely, and 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 that's um, that's something that I find in a lot of spiritual teachings. They they say that well, having a material life and having money and things like that is, you know, that's not part of the path. And and I I have to disagree. I think that we're all meant to live incredibly abundant lives, and especially as somebody you know, that you know I've had many battles with um, you know just uh, lack in my life you know with with money or or material things and I can tell you that is that's not a spiritual path that's a very that's a very sad very depressing path that that leads to unkindness mm. because during those those times that I had very very little I found that I became more fearful I became more selfish I was clinging to things instead of just giving things away. And I find that the, the more you give away, of course, you know, so many of your listeners probably already know this, the more that you put out there, the more that comes back. And, you know, once I finally realized that and, you know, you stop feeling sorry for yourself, which I did, um, the universe just opens its floodgates and incredible opportunities and people, um, you, you know, the, the, the finances, everything starts flowing into your life. So, um, yeah, I, I always encourage people live that abundant lifestyle because the more you have, the more you can give away. It's true. And the, and the more you have or the more you give away, the more space you make. For other things to come in, you know, other areas, other adventures, other um, other experiences that you would not normally have even thought possible. And I know this from my own experience and the evolution of my own work, where I went on a journey to make a film, and then from the the film, I went on. Uh, to coaching and doing workshops, and then I realized, well, this work could be of service. It could actually be of use to military personnel. And I thought, okay, you know, I could I could now write a curriculum based on all that I know about happiness and positive psychology to really do something to people, to, to be of assistance for people that need help, that need to help uh, re, uh, reorganizing their lives, mapping out their futures, our military personnel that are coming home from service, you know, they have post-traumatic stress disorder, they have traumatic brain injury, they are having reintegration issues back into civilian life. And this is part of the journey. This is for me, you know, as I made space, as I cleared the way by, by giving and showing up kind, showing up happy, showing up authentically every day, um, the opportunities that have come my way have been astounding, absolutely astounding. And I wanted to ask you, when you go out and give your kindness workshops, who do you typically speak to and what would people expect to witness from how you share? Well, that's the beauty of this message is that it's it's so universal. Um, it makes no difference what you know, what belief system, what religion, um, or anything that you're a part of. Everybody understands kindness, and uh, I speak to everybody from middle school students to corporate venues um, to um, my favorite probably is. Uh, you know, personal and spiritual development. I love showing people how um, we can use this, use your heart to develop, um, you know, that part of yourself that will just uh, not only make you happy, but will also change the world. When we come back after the break, we are going to talk about the heart's perspective, as you call it, and how that ties in with kindness.
We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Hey, moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood real moms in the real world you get it now that's what the show is about so every week let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys and i hope by the end of the show you'll be saying you know what that is my life nina gets it and i can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week don't miss the next living the dream mom it's real moms in the real world Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Welcome back, everybody. And I am going to just give give another shout out and expression of gratitude to everybody at the Sundance Resort in Sundance, Utah, where I have the great fortune, through the, the kindness of my friends here, to to be broadcasting broadcasting live today. I'm here with Michael J. Chase of the Kindness Center, and we were actually talking about um, the heart's perspective on kindness before the break. And I'd like to bring Michael back to, to carry on. We'll pick up where we left off on that. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think I had mentioned a few minutes back about that, that inner dialogue that we have between the head and the heart. And, it, and there's always this battle. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a lot like what uh, many spiritual philosophies teach. Um, one that comes to mind is a, a Course in Miracles. Uh, I think that Neil Donald Walsh talks a lot about it in his books. And it's 
basically that it comes down to um, two primary energies in life, and it's, it's fear and it's love. Mm. So fear and love are those, are those two things that we battle with each day, where the head is that part of us um, that's often afraid. Like we were talking earlier about following your bliss, doing something that you love in life. The head, the head's perspective is, you know, this isn't this isn't responsible. This isn't um, going to work. Um, what will other people think of me? You know, w- what if I lose everything? And the the list will go on and on. It's all fear based. Where the heart just says, this is what you're meant to do. This is who you are. You know, you're gonna you're gonna make a difference with, you know, whatever this dream may be. And the other important piece of that is, is, is it leads you to your life's purpose. Um, when you're passionate about something, you know, it connects you to your reason for being on this planet. And a lot of people think that, well, the reason I'm here is, you know, to be um, a doctor or a teacher or, you know, an author or whatever it is. It's a job title of some kind. That's your, that can be your passion. That can be your, your bliss in life. But the purpose of life is the same exact thing for everyone, and that is to simply make life better for other people. That is why we are here. And you do that through whatever it is that you love. Now, through the heart's, when the heart's perspective knows that, you know, it knows. It's like, that's, that's why I exist so I, I and, but then the head kicks in, and it's like, well, it might not work. You know, you might not be able to pay your bills. So it's the fear versus love, and this was huge for me. Overcome when I started the kindness center, my my one of my biggest goals was to share this message through public speaking. My greatest fear in life was speaking in front of people, whether it was three people or, you know, now it's, it's a, a thousand people. I mean, it, it used to just floor me. I would just be petrified. When I brought love to that fear, when I realized that I loved people and I loved this message and I loved the idea of creating a kinder world far more than the fear of public speaking, my fear melted away. And now you hand me a microphone, you put me on a stage, and I'm just in love. And, I, and just every minute of it, it's just it's bliss. So we need to not so much always eliminate what's going on in the head, but if we can blend the two, if we can bring them together and, and maybe have the ratio like a, oh, I don't know, I, I like to go by a... a an 80-20 or 70-30 and let the heart lead the way. And, um, and the mind can be a, a beautiful you know, way to, to guide us, but I always encourage people to, to listen to the heart's voice first uh, because that's always telling you the truth. Well, I agree with you that the heart really does know the way, and the head is a great co-pilot. You know, that Absolutely. We, we use our heads to... Um, uh, maybe help organize the heart, but the heart gets to lead. I think it's a winning combination. And I love your description of overcoming the fear with the love and your love of your message helping you. You know, it was, that was the teacher. 
And I think that that is a very interesting component of adversity. It's a very, very um, wonderful part of challenge if we allow it. And people often will come to me in a coaching session or in a workshop, workshop environment and talk about depression and their desire to sort of get rid of the pain or get rid of the darkness. And yes, that's all really yucky stuff. And, and our goal in life is to ultimately be happy and have the absence of these difficult times. However, they are extremely useful. They're extremely useful for transformation in helping us identify our purpose, as we spoke of earlier in, in the program. And also, when we're depressed, it tells us that something is not working right. So we don't need to automatically run out and try and fix it with a pill. It's kind of an interesting place to say, okay, I'm sitting with this really uncomfortable stuff. What is it trying to tell me? Which, again, requires that tuning in with the heart. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, back to depression, um, I find that many people use that label and it becomes their identity where they say, I am depressed, where I encourage people to say, you know, just rephrase that, say, I am experiencing the energy of depression. Don't make it who you are. You know, even to say, I, I am angry, you know, when somebody gets really upset, like, no, you're experiencing the energy of anger. That's not who you are. Uh, yeah. Because as I mentioned earlier, you, you are how you arrived in the world. And that was, you weren't prejudiced, you weren't hateful, you weren't, I mean, you were just a beautiful being of just love and light. So, um, yeah, we have to be very careful with our, with our labels at times. Yeah, I agree with you. And speaking of labels, you uh, have a book project, and I was hoping you could share a little bit about the book project and how it dovetails into your speaking work. Yeah, this is um, it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I, I even <laughs> even though I believe in this stuff, and when I'm saying stuff, I'm going to refer to uh, whether you call it law of attraction or personal magnetics, but basically how we pull things into our into our lives. Uh, three years ago, when I started the Kindness Center, um, a, a company that I've followed for a long time because they they they're the biggest producer of. of inspirational books and self-help materials and, and uh, um, conferences and things like that, pretty much in the world, and it's Hay House. And they are this amazing um, company that they're the home to Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer and you know, Deepak Chopra and uh, on and on and on, just incredible authors and speakers. Well, when I started the Kindness Center, I went to their website. I printed off a, um, a flyer for their main convention which is called I Can Do It and it's their big one that they do all over all over the world I printed that off and I uh, I put it in in a word document and I added my name to the speaking roster now keep in mind they only have an average of about 25 to 30 authors and speakers every year that are a part of this and many of them are, are returning authors and speakers very big name people but I decided I'm going to put my name on that list. I'm going to tape this to my wall, and someday I'm going to be presenting at one of these conferences. Now, this is a guy with no writing experience. You know, I mean, I'd never written a thing in my life. You know, as I mentioned earlier, afraid to speak in public. So anybody that looked at that on my wall was like, really? You know, really? 
But it's like, yeah. <laughs> but when you know something, and you, there's a big difference between a, a belief and a knowing. You know, anytime that, that that a knowing confronts a belief system, the knowing always wins. And I knew this was something that I was destined to do. To make a very long, very long, amazing story, uh, which I've I've put into my uh, into my book. Um, I'll shorten it, but Hay House um, came into my life uh, about six, eight months ago. They published my book, and it, it is being published. It will be released in April. And uh, last month I received an email from Hay House asking if I would like to uh, join them in presenting at their I Can Do It conference. And uh, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm still st- I've got this, you know, this printout that I had on my office wall is still staring at me. And now I can replace it with a real one with my name on an actual lineup. So it's, it's pretty cool. Very powerful, very inspirational. I mean, congratulations. I remember you and I sharing a pizza. I think it was last spring or summer up in Maine, in yes. Portland, Maine, and you telling me, I'm going to go to this, this uh, conference and uh, they're going to pick me. And I was like, right on, brother. They are going to pick you. That is for sure, because you are compelling. And you've got a message, you know? Uh, you've got I'm something just, powerful to share. I'm so incredibly grateful. And um, just, yeah, I mean, this this path, you know, I, I've been out there trying to teach the world how to be kinder. But honestly, I have found that the world is teaching me lessons every day because people are so good to me. People are so kind and giving and, and always wanting to help me to spread the message further. Uh, so, yeah, my heart just overflows with gratitude every single day for all the amazing things that are taking place. Well, you certainly, you know, they say if you want to win the lottery, it's a good idea to buy the ticket. And I think that from the story you've shared, it really um, is a shining example of, of buying that lottery ticket, saying, you know, I, I want something different for my life. I and I'm going to put this plan into action. Maybe you're not exactly sure the destination, but you're moving on the plan. You know, you've got the action plan. You've got a map in place for some place that you want to go that is going to bring you to where you need to be. You know, and I know that sounds a little uh, funky the way I've shared it, but it, it, it is such a process. And um, your journey to the Kindness Center and through it to Hay House is, is a fabulous example. And when we come back, I'd like to share with our listeners where they might find you on your website and at Hay House. So we'll be right Thank back. You. Where is my heart? Where is my heart? We know that life is tough. And that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cyphers Kamen on Toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. 
Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Part of the Grateful Good. Join us on Wednesday, November 17th for a discussion with the Grateful Nation team. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Togedat. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Togedat.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Lisa Cypress Kamen coming to you live from the mountains of Sundance, Utah. And I'm here with Michael J. Chase of the Kindness Center. And I wanted to open up the telephone lines if people would be interested in calling in and chatting with Michael and myself. They can call in at 877-864-4869. Again, to call into the show for a live chat at 877-864-4869. I also wanted to test the limits of my own technological savvy and offer up um, to come in through Facebook, through the Harvesting Happiness fan page. Um, This is something that I had done on last week's show and was kind of fumbling to figure it out. But because we want to open our hearts and minds and learn new things, I'm going to do it again. So welcome back, Michael. Let's talk about how people can find you at the Kindness Center and find your book and find out how to reach you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the um, the Kindness Center website is uh, thekindnesscenter.com. Um, the other link that works is michaeljchase.com. It'll take you right to the same place. And um, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful resource of. Um, we have uh, there's a link on one of our event pages that has lists of kind things that you can do. Um, you know, I'm only one. I'm only one guy, and I, I'm just I'm doing my part. But ultimately, I can't change the world alone. So I'm always looking for kindness warriors out there to join me, and to hit the streets, and to uh, uh, you know, just to whether it's doing a, a spontaneous act of kindness or an intentional act of kindness. Um, 
to make a difference in the world, we really need to be out there in, in the trenches. So, you know, look at look at some of those fun things on the site to do. Um, you know, the, uh, the the site has a, a, a few videos and things that people can look at also. And the book, um, there'll be information about the book, which will be released actually in April. Uh, but I think that Hay House has a, a pre-order special going on that it, it might even save you a few bucks. And that, that link is right on on the uh, the book page of my website as well. Um, can you give us the name of the book? Uh, yeah. The, um, the, the title of the book is called Am I Being Kind? How Asking One Simple Question Can Change Your Life and Your World. And... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very simple question, but I found it's an extremely powerful one. And the question is used in seven different areas of your life. And it helps you, it guides you to make the kinder choice, which will lead to a happier life. That was my big discovery on that the day of my epiphany, was that kindness creates happiness. And... You can even look at it, a lot of people say, well, I don't know how that's, you know, really, how can that, science. I mean, it's, it's been scientifically proven that when you're thinking, speaking, or, or acting in kind ways, it, it even elevates your level of serotonin in your brain. And it makes no difference if you are the person giving an act of kindness, if you are receiving an act of kindness, or even observing an act of kindness, all three have uh, an incredible impact on our, our brain chemistry. Um, so, um, so yeah, so this is a, a very simple book with a, with a powerful message that uh, it comes with a life back guarantee. If this <laughs> book doesn't change your life, then you can have your old life back. Oh, that's, that's fabulous. I like that. <laughs> can I borrow that? I'll give you credit, but I like that, the life back <laughs> guarantee. Right, you can always, you can always stay s- stuck in that that other place, or you can uh, move forward to that, that newer, uh, kinder, gentler, happier place through intention, you know, and, and, and choice and recognizing that it comes from within. And it's funny you should mention about the random acts of kindness, but there are no accidents. That is one of the interventions and the um, exercises that I love to give in workshops, especially ones that have a follow-up, you know, where you can talk to the group about going out into the world and doing, you know, three random acts of kindness simply just because, and then come back next week or next month and report how it made you feel. It's not even about the other person, but how you felt as a result of, you know, buying somebody a cup of coffee in line behind you at the cafe or paying for someone's uh, parking meter when you pull into a parking lot or even putting a quarter in someone's expired meter randomly and anonymously. And what did, that, what did that make you feel like? How did that change you inside? And um, it, it is astounding, isn't it? It's so powerful. And I'll just, I know we're running out of time, but I'll just throw this real quick one out there that was so much fun to do. Standing in line at the post office, um, as you know, this time of the year, I mean, it can go like, you know, 20, 30 people deep. And I was in line at the post office, and it was my turn to be next. And there was, there was literally, there was probably 20 people in line. And the person uh, behind the counter said, said, sir, you're next. I looked back at the lady at the very end of the line, and I said, ma'am, will you please switch places with me? And so she took my spot, 
and I went to the back of the line. And those other 19 people looked at me as I walked by, just smiling, and they're like, oh, my God. It's like either he's crazy or <laughs> – but everybody was talking about it. So this time of the year, there's so many wonderful things that you can do for people. And during the holidays, I found that people are more receptive to acts of kindness uh, because they've almost come to expect it during the holiday season. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And also the point is that there, uh, kindness is not about money. Exactly. There are so many things you can do that, you know, that, I mean, yeah, we do a lot of things that, that do require uh, money in our events and, and things like that. But a smile is an act of kindness, a compliment, a kind word, a hug to a friend that's down and out. Um, you know, I, just, there are just so many things that, that you can do. It's true. And certainly our connection, how we came to know one another, uh, was an act of kindness as well. And we were recounting the story on, on the break. And I think we think it traces back to Gail Goodwin. And Gail Goodwin has um, uh, a, a, a luminary that she profiles every single day and sends out a, uh, an email blast. And she's probably got a database of you know, tens of thousands of people and I had written a piece for her, and you had read that piece, and you contacted me. And um, that's how we met, and we connected, and we really did have a, a really great connection. And you had asked me, Do you, have you ever done radio? You need to connect with Patrick Coombs, who was my guest last week, and that is our kind link to one another. And Patrick is such a dynamic speaker and motivation to anybody who's ever been in contact with Patrick knows this. And that's how we connected. So kindness is, has a domino effect. You know, it, it, again, it's a virus like happiness. You know, the more you expose it, the more it spreads and the more opportunity for a positive force it becomes. It, it does. It has a very powerful ripple effect, and it can be as simple as letting somebody out in traffic. You know, you let that person go, and it, it just changes them. It changes their heart where now maybe they're letting somebody else out in traffic. Or maybe, you know, when they stop on their way home at the grocery store, they're just feeling better. And so it's that husband that's like, you know what, I, I, I feel like buying my wife some flowers today. I don't know why, but so it's, it's incredible, the smallest thing. Literally, it, it changes our, our, our heart, our mind, our spirit, and, and you know, we just want to keep it going. And as you touch other lives, they want to keep it going. So it's, yeah. it's that simple, but it's that powerful. It's true. And, and if we could talk for a second about being kind to yourself, because I just had this image about you know, taking a deep breath as being probably one of the most easy, simple ways that we can be kind to ourselves when we are feeling... Uh, upset or, you know, aggravated from being in traffic, you know, instead of the guy letting you in, the guy cuts you off. And what's a quick intervention you can do to sort of get back to a, a happier place? And that is the deep breath. It, it is. And it's, it's, well, think about it. It's that universal thing that all human beings have, have in common is, uh, is breath and air. And, uh, you know, meditation has become a big part of, of my life. And just focusing on your breath, even if you just do it for five minutes a day, it will change your life. I, I can almost guarantee that it will change your life. Just, you know, focusing on the in-breath, the out-breath, and it just brings you to, back to center. 
And it's so simple. Um, but being kind to yourself is where it all begins. Uh, that's the first principle when I teach my living kindness philosophy is kindness toward yourself first, then others, and, and of course, the planet. We need to treat this planet with, with love and respect as well. Uh, I, I agree with you. And I know you'll get a chuckle at our outro as we uh, close the piece in a couple of minutes or close our hour in a couple of minutes because I do talk about kindness and that, and I have since the beginning of this show. I wanted to uh, take a minute and again talk about this new and very, very exciting development for Harvesting Happiness, and that is a workshop that I'm putting together um, at the Sundance Resort in Sundance, Utah. It's going to be upcoming in the fall of 2011, mid-October. Looks like that's going to be our date. And we are going to host uh, a group of veterans here to uh, help them work through issues with post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injury, as well as post-deployment reintegration issues, you know, getting back to civilian life, how it affects the family, how it affects, you know, uh, the, whole, the whole domestic unit, not just the soldier or military person, him or herself. And uh, this is really an exciting um, development for Harvesting Happiness and a new nonprofit that I'm in the midst of founding, which is Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. So I wanted to give that plug and again, thank everybody at Sundance for making it possible and being so kind and hospitable to me and my work and, um, you know, spreading the word. And I'm going to um, give a couple of closing thoughts here. But if you could once again, Michael, just t tell us your website and how people can get a hold of you. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, my, my website address is www.thekindnesscenter.com. And, um, yeah, and, and we also, um, we love having people on our Facebook page, and there's a, there's a link from my website. Um, we'd love to have you join that page and be a part of our, our kindness community there as well. So right. thank you very much. We're going to just cut it short and wish you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest actions. So have a great day, and remember that happiness is an inside job. Thank you, Michael, and thanks to everybody at TogiNet, and... Go out there and harvest some happiness today. Thank you for being a part of Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Tokyo.